Hi, I'm Graham Mack, and welcome to the Pod 20 at this very special time of year. And let's not forget the true meaning of this season. It's a time when we come together and celebrate the birth of Santa. This is the show that asks the questions you're too afraid to ask, like, what podcasts does Gabby Roslin listen to? And what is an armchair adventure? The answer's on the way. My special guest this week is Dylan Pugh from Pomodo Podcasts. Dylan, you're a new podcasting company. How many podcasts are you hoping to eventually have? You know, I'd say the sweet spot would probably be between 20 and 30, I would have thought. Um, so, you know, we've got a couple live at the moment. We've got two big ones, which we'll be launching in January, February. Can you tell us who um, they'll be? Uh, I can tell you one of them. Um, it's uh, with Ronnie O'Sullivan, the snooker player. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. that will be very interesting. We haven't started recording that yet. So, um, and, you know, the, the, the second lockdown and the COVID situation has delayed that a little bit with you know his scheduling from a snooker perspective, uh, which is a bit frustrating, but that's the situation at the moment and nothing can be done about that. Um, but yeah, there's another one which I, I, I can't mention yet, but is arguably, well, yeah, a bigger name from the football side of things. So, you know, w- once we get those up and running, I think it'll be a different ball game for then going to other really big sports names and say, well, well, here's what we've done with Ronnie and this other guy. And, you know, hopefully we can move on from there. Are there any other podcast companies that specialize in sports people? I don't think there are in this country. Um, you know, you, you have sports people who will do podcasts with a production company. Yeah. And th- there's a couple of companies in the US which sort of do this, which I've tried to model this company on. Um, but I don't think that exists here in the UK. So I'm hoping it's something a bit unique. And, and you know, long term, I don't want to pigeonhole ourselves in just purely being sports you don't okay Um, okay yeah i mean i I think it's still going to be the predominantly going to be the focus for the next few years but you know we we are actually speaking to a music band at the moment a rock band about doing a podcast so you know that'll be really interesting that's got nothing to do with sports but you know i i um you know had some connections with these guys through the spotify days so you know that would be really interesting to do so it's definitely going to be predominantly sports, but definitely looking to branch off into, I don't know, maybe a bit of pop culture and a bit of other stuff. You know, you, you look at a company like The Ringer in the US with Spotify acquired, and I was, I was quite part of onboarding them into the company. Um, they are a sports podcast network, but they've got a lot of what they would classify as pop culture shows around movies, music, gaming, etc. So that's definitely something that I'm going to look at. Well, you've done a lot, haven't you? Because, you know, you've got Pomodo podcasts now. You used to work for Spotify. And let's not forget, you were an international Welsh rugby player. Actually, in 2006, you got involved in a in a sex scandal that the Sunday Mirror picked up. I want to hear all about that in a little bit. Dylan Pugh coming up on the Pod 20. Let's get into the chart now. At number 20, Chris Evans, How to Wow. His latest episode is a pick of the pods of what How to Wow has had to offer over the last 30 episodes. His guests have included Graham Norton, Dawn French, Matt Lucas, Richard and Judy, and many more. 19, and that's why we drink. Murder and the paranormal finally meet. The world's a scary place, and that's why we drink. At 18, the Ezra Klein Show, winner of the 2020 Webby and People's Voice Awards for Best Interview Podcast. 
17 Armchair Adventures from Made by Mortals. Andy Smith is a director at Made by Mortals. Andy, what is an armchair adventure? Yes, so the concept is there is uh, a young girl called Connie who is 15 and she lives in Ashton uh, in a flat above a family-run travel agents who specialise in holidays for the over 55s. However, due to coronavirus, the business is uh, in danger of going bust. So she reaches out to her lovely customers uh, to offer an alternative solution and together they come up with this journey of the imagination which is an armchair adventure. So Jean says, well I was supposed to go to Benidorm but I ended up going on safari to Africa. So Um, how do they go on safari to Africa from their armchair then? It's through, well, it's through some great storytelling that they've come up with, but also through the use of sound design, um, through the use of music, um, through literally just kind of using their body to move. Uh, as I say, the listener goes on that journey with them as well. So throughout the podcast, uh, they're initiated to do certain things or to move in a certain way or even join in singing in one of our songs. Um, and it, like I say, it's for children, but it's also for older people as well. I mean, what we'd really love is the idea that the you know we're in lockdown and and the generations are are not being as connected as they they well they are normally. So we'd really love a situation where the grandparent and the and the grandchild are listening to armchair adventures at the same time, maybe over Zoom, kind of moving, acting, singing together. Uh, even though they can't be in the same room together at this very moment. Because it's said that uh, the difference between... When I first got into radio and I went to radio school in Australia, and a bloke said to me... I was actually at the reception of the um, of the radio school, actually putting my application in. This was before I even got on the course at the Australian Film, TV and Radio School. And a bloke said to me, what are you here for? I said, I'm putting my application in for to do the commercial radio course. And he went, ah, yeah, he said, uh, you know the difference between radio and TV? And I went, no. And he went, in radio, the pictures are better. (laughs) He was talking about the the theater of the mind that you get from a pure audio experience. And it looks like you've taken that a step further uh, and made it almost like interactive as well. That that's exactly the aim. So you you you're right about the the storytelling of the group. I mean, they're talking about their lived experience as well. Uh, not to forget. I mean, although this is a journey of the imagination, it all stems from real world experience and uh, and the knowledge and the pastimes and the hobbies of of what these people we'll, we'd all know a Linda, I'm sure. Right? <laughs> Yeah, it stems from that, and then okay, it goes into the this heightened imaginary world, um, and then kind of comes back into like a again a real world lesson that that these people who've created it really want to uh, re- really want to send that message. So that this first episode is about kind of taking your time to to take things in and not rushing all the time, and and I, I could take a few. Uh, it could take heed in a few I of those. I think we all could, yeah. <laughs> you just lose sight of things, don't you? get busy instead of appreciating things. Yeah, exactly. Armchair Adventures, that's what it's all about, Andy. Andy Smith, and uh, good luck next week, Andy, because the Pod 20, top 20 guests of 2020 
is what next week's show is all about. Five o'clock on New Year's Day. Hopefully you'll make it on there. You're up against some pretty stiff opposition. Alan Alda, Dom Jolly, they're all on there. Barry from EastEnders, Mike Parry, Connie Hook. It's a star-studded cast. New Year's Day on Podcast Radio. Armchair Adventures is at number 17 this week on the Pod 20. At 16, From Now, a lost spaceship, the USS Hope, returns to Earth after vanishing after 35 years. The lone survivor disembarks, looking the exact same age as when he left. From Now is produced by Richard Madden and Brian Cox. At 15, The Happiness Lab with Dr. Laura Santos. You might think you know what it takes to lead a happier life. More money, better job. You're dead wrong. Yale professor Dr. Laurie Santos has studied the science of happiness and has found that a lot of us are doing the exact opposite of what will truly make our lives better. The Happiness Lab is at number 15. 14. Anatomy of Murder. A murder case has many layers. The victim, the crime, the investigation... To truly understand it, you need to dissect each piece of the puzzle. At 13, Sports Virgins from Pomodo Podcasts. The man behind it is the former Welsh international rugby player Dylan Pugh. Dylan, in 2006, the Sunday Mirror reported that you were filmed during what they described as a threesome, having sex with a fan, and the footage was circulated to rugby clubs. Oh man, that that was a horrendous experience. Um, you know, just seeing, you know, th- this was very low level sort of, um, you know, stardom in effect. You know, if, if you look at someone like a David Beckham would be at, at the very top. You know, we we were very small fry, and to see how they came after me and manipulated things and was were confronting my parents down in Wales and stuff. I, it, it was a massive eye opener for me, really. Um, I, I can't imagine what the you know, the Roonies and the Beckhams of the world must be going through. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, you know, that was an unfortunate incident. You know, I, I, when I look back on that, you think there was nothing illegal happened. It was all very consensual um, that, you know, yeah, slightly, you know, distasteful, especially by today's standards. But as a as a young lad just moving to London and, and living the dream, I guess those things happen. And uh yeah, the, the media picked up on it and blew it up all out of proportion. Yeah, no, it's, it's one of those things. I, I, I don't really hide away. I mean, obviously, I don't bring it up, but I don't hide away from it, to be honest with you. Um, it is what it is. And, you know, I, I, it's funny because by 2020 standards, that's actually quite a horrible thing. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, it's in those, not in those days, I sound like a dinosaur, but... <laughs> um, you know, a long like, time ago. We didn't really do anything wrong, really. Like, yeah. you, know, you, you were single, wrong, but... and what? Yeah. And she talked about it. You know, there was a follow-up Absolutely. thing, and she was yeah. bragging about it. I'll never forget when I got confronted by the journalist after coming off the field, and thinking, "Holy shit!" Or was that the first believe. you found out about it? Yeah. So there was a journalist. Uh, we played a game at Old Year Park, and uh, after the game, you know, it's not uncommon for a journalist to come up to you after a game. But, uh, yeah, certainly not talking about that thing. (laughs) Well, thanks for being so open about it, Dylan. And maybe that openness will get you into the top 20 guests of 2020 on next week's show. New Year's Day, 5 o'clock. Sports Virgins from Pomodo Podcast is at number 13 this week. At 12, The Waiting Room with Dr. Alex. 
One of the nation's most popular TV doctors, Alex George, looks at inspiring ways you can enhance your life. At 11, help, I sexted my boss, does I'm a celebrity. William Hansen and Jordan North are unlikely best friends. William's a posh etiquette expert and Jordan's an expert in all things common. Their worlds collide and they help you navigate the everyday problems of modern life. During Jordan North's time in the I'm a Celebrity Castle, there are special episodes reflecting on what Jordan is getting up to. Number 10, that Gabby Roslin podcast. Gabby, what podcasts do you listen to? Uh, I love Craig's um, Two Shot podcast. Well, I think it's great. Uh, Craig Parkinson, the Two Shot podcast. Um, he, he's a very old friend of mine. And uh, he's a great actor. Of course, everyone knows him as the caddy in um, Line of Duty. But that's a right. great podcast. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I was a guest on um, Josh Widdicombe and Rob Beckett's podcast, yeah. Lockdown Parallel. And I we laughed so much that I thought I was going to be sick. I mean, we <laughs> laughed and laughed. And I've known Rob Beckett for years. I know his family. So it was a joy to be on that one. So, but I listened to it before. So when they asked me to come on it, I was really, really chuffed. Um, uh, I really enjoy um, uh, uh, Giles Brandreth's uh, something. Nothing, nothing rhymes with purple. No, That's my it. God. I, there is, there, I think it's called Something Rhymes with Purple, isn't nothing it? Something Rhymes yeah. with Purple. Yeah. Uh, uh, right. Uh, oh, I've just seen a news flash about another COVID vaccine. Excellent. See, it's all good news. <laughs> Uh, yes, so uh, I'm going to get my look. I'm going to get my podcast up on here, and there we go. I'm going to get it for you. Yeah, lockdown parenting hell. Yeah, uh, something rhymes with purple with Giles and Susie. I just, it's fascinating. Tom Reed Wilson, he is a delight, and I love. He has words with, and I really enjoy that one. Also, I I love the Showstoppers, the improvised musical, because they're brilliant. They they are fantastic i've seen them live and they've been on my radio show i'm just going through the ones that i've got here that i've uh, subscribed to briny gordon's mad world which is superb and is it just me with joe elvin so you've been on the, you've been on is it just me as well haven't you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you did quite an extensive talk about not matching underwear i remember yes. yeah yeah i don't think it's silly <laughs> that's silly, silly. Waste of time. The one to listen to, get it from your favourite podcast provider, is that Gabby Rosalind podcast. It's the party everyone's invited to. Thank you very, very much. How lovely. You're very kind, Graham. Thank you, Gabby. Thanks for for being on the show. It's a real pleasure. A real thrill, actually. Thanks for very, very much. It's been great. Lovely to talk to you. Have a lovely day. How often do you get out of your wardrobe? Not often, not that often. I won't be out today. I wasn't out yesterday. I might get out tomorrow. Yeah. So. Not even for a week. Yeah, because I do. Um, since you my wee ra- in a bottle. What's that? You wee in a bottle. I just. No, 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 no. Sorry, <laughs> no, no. There is a toilet not very far away. No, sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no. Because I, uh, since my radio job in London went south and COVID hit, I've been doing audio books. I've been narrating audio books, and I've done. 29 of them since May. So 29 audiobooks. Yeah, one of them was 15 hours long. Some of them are, are, are some of them are very long. Uh novels and, you know, all, all sorts of stuff. So I spend a lot of time in the wardrobe. So it's nice to have you in here with me so I don't go completely crazy. Have you got any clothes in your wardrobe? No, not now. No, they're all on a rack out there now. I had to move them out when I 
turned this into a radio studio. <laughs> Oh, okay. Because I was like slightly concerned that you literally just had one white shirt and a, a, a wardrobe. <laughs> yeah. And no. you do your wheeze in there. <laughs> you did. You didn't know. It's like when I said, do you do your wheeze in there? I missed it. Say, I missed. Yeah. I, I missed it when you said it. And uh, and yeah. I did. I say yes. Did I? Yeah. Right. So now I've confessed to. Yeah. Okay. Right. No. No. I don't do wheeze in here. No. That would. No. That would be too creepy. It would be. Yeah. Now, that would be weird. But you do have a door. I do have a door right here. This is the door here into the bedroom. Yeah. And then... Uh... So let me see you leave and come back in again. They're gone. Okay. Right. I have to Let's take my... I have to unplug my ear thing. Right, so I unplugged okay. you. So that, that's it. Okay. That's it right there. Oh, right there. Oh, there you so are. Uh... There you are. You're back. So that's it. Yeah. So this is this is my life now. The life in the in the wardrobe. Uh, well, and I hope... But I, I go in here and I go on adventures. Like uh, this morning I was in India because it was an Indian story. And this afternoon, I'll be in New York, and it's a romance novel, and I play the boss and also the boss's assistant that uh, that gets it on with him. So, yeah, it's an interesting life in the wardrobe. <laughs> I will enjoy, enjoy getting on with yourself. <laughs> it's been, been great. Gabby Rosin, thank you very much. Thank you. Bye, Graham. <laughs> Will Gabby Roslin make it into next week's chart of the top 20 guests on the Pod 20 in 2020? Find out on New Year's Day in a special show at 5pm on Podcast Radio. And that Gabby Roslin podcast is at number 10 this week. Number 9, I'm Not a Monster, from BBC Panorama and Frontline PBS. How did an American family end up in the heart of the ISIS caliphate? Over four years, journalist Josh Baker unravels a dangerous story where nothing is as it seems. Number eight, Conan O'Brien needs a friend. After 25 years as a late-night talk show host, Conan O'Brien has realised that he doesn't have any friends. So he's interviewing even more celebrities, seeing if he can put that right. Number seven, revisionist history. Malcolm Gladwell's journey through the overlooked and misunderstood. At six, the startup journey from Pomodo Podcasts. Dylan Pugh from Pomodo. Tell me about this one. I, I just decided to do a podcast to follow the journey of starting this uh, this company up, uh, which Great. I started recording before I left Spotify. Uh, so who knows where that will take us. But uh, yeah, I'm recording that maybe once every month. I'm releasing an episode just to give people an update. Can you give us a clue on what we could look forward to? To, uh, to hearing from Pomodo? Uh, yeah, so on, on that particular podcast, so the next episode, I'm probably going to uh, record that on Friday maybe. Um, the biggest focus for me has been on the monetization strategy. Because that's, so, that's the key to everything, isn't it? You know, follow yeah. the money. If you don't get the money, it's not going to happen. doesn't matter how great the ideas are. You've got to make it pay. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So, you know, I thought at the beginning, could I do it myself? Could I hire some salespeople and build like a sales team to do it ourselves? Um or could we do half of it ourselves and then plug into some programmatic networks to sell the ad spots uh, programmatically? Or do we need to work with an ACAS or a global or, or one of those sales houses? So I've really spent the last couple of months to try and figure that out. And the last few weeks 
well, firstly, I came to the decision that I think I do need to move to more of a co-selling basis with one of those companies. So the last couple of weeks has been speaking to those companies to figure out, okay, who should I work with and what are the terms and all that kind of stuff. So I'm quite close to making a decision on that. And I wouldn't want to say so now because I haven't made that decision yet. Um, but yeah, that's been the major focus for me over the last few weeks. So I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for this to be finalized and then I'm going to release the next episode, I think. It's got to be exciting, not only starting off a, a new company from scratch, but being in the, the podcasting space in what really is a golden age for audio content right now because it's so accessible. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that that's precisely why I took an enormous risk to leave the company that is growing the fastest in the audio landscape and it is throwing hundreds of millions of dollars uh, acquiring either content or companies in the podcast space. So, you know, it was Joe Rogan. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and the megaphone acquisition recently, you know, like, and and they have ambitions for more. I, I have no doubt that that's, you know, that's not the end of their acquisitions. So, uh, you know, it's a major, major risk and a bold move for me to to leave what was a very cushy job at that time. Um, but like you said, it, you know, it is a burgeoning space at the moment, and it is going to grow a lot. And I just wanted to do something myself. I've I've always wanted to have my own company, but never really known exactly what or where or how, and and not really um, kind of careless or reckless enough to actually do something that isn't right. And I found myself in a situation where, having spoken to a few big name sports talents who kind of wanted to do a podcast but weren't quite sure how to get started, I thought, well, actually, I've got experience on the production side myself and a lot of experience on the monetization side i felt as though if i'm ever going to do i have my own company or do something myself this is it um and as soon as i came to that decision i kind of moved quite quickly then and i thought even though it's a major risk uh it's now or never and i would always have lived in a regret if i hadn't have done it so here i am i'm going for it good luck with that dylan dylan Pugh and the startup journey from pomodo is at number six this week Number five, Freakonomics Radio. Discover the hidden side of everything with Stephen J. Dubner, co-author of the Freakonomics books. At four, Talent Takes Practice. Robbie Savage and Matthew Syed explore stories of success and failure. Their latest episode features Brendan Rogers. Number three, The Missing. Can you help find The Missing? Hosted by Pandora Sykes, The Missing looks into the cases of the long-term missing and asks for your help. At number two, The Bright Side of Longevity with Dr. Roger and Friends, hosted by Dr. Roger Landry, Danielle Pai, and Teresa Beshwaite. What's been the most rewarding thing you've got out of doing the podcast? Well, uh, we, uh, we use it as content for our, uh, our, our partner community, retirement communities, so that we periodically get feedback from the residents there, particularly during this time of COVID, where uh, they, uh, they're, they're very grateful for it. And they, they like being entertained and also coming out with a, with a positive attitude. I don't know, you guys, you have? I would, I would say, Graham, the research has not failed us. There's been about three decades of research about longevity and how to live, you know, a healthy, long, purpose-filled life. And that research isn't necessarily common knowledge for folks. And we, and we still don't always, even what we know, we don't necessarily apply. So there's two gaps that we 
bridge with our hopefully engaging conversation is bringing that research into common knowledge and then helping people apply it. And so for me, that's what's most fun. And talking about longevity, and heaven forbid we use the word aging, for what it is, which is which to us is yes, life throws curveballs, and we don't pretend that it doesn't. But but isn't it great to be alive? And if we're all going to live however many years, why shouldn't they be filled with meaning and purpose and filled with opportunities instead of having people think it's about decline? Because it's not about decline. The research is very clear. For me, that's what's important about this podcast. Yeah. And I, I always say, I wish now I'm 48, but I wish I had learned about the components of aging well at age 30. There are so many things I would have done different with diet and exercise and like all the things that, you know, we're doing now, I would have liked to have done back then. And I feel like this is not just for people who are 50 plus. This is stuff that you can begin utilizing at 10 years old, you know. Um, it, it, and so for me personally, I also gravitate toward positive psychology and purposeful living and figuring out what you want in your life. And so I really like having this opportunity to to talk about it and bring it to people because I get sick and tired of people in my age bracket saying, oh, I'm, I'm too old for that. You know, like I'm playing the piano and I'll open the Rosetta Stone and learn a few words in French and they'll talk about their kids doing that. And I'll say, well, why don't you do that? It's like, oh, that's for them. I'm too old. And, right. I, and, and, it and just, that's the absolute different. wrong way to look at it. it. It is indeed. You know, there is a re, there is a requirement for listening, you have to have a pulse, you know, <laughs> we really designed at least the, what we talk about is so fundamental as Tere as, as Danielle said, you could be 10 years old, but, and so, in fact, we had my grandson on recently just to talk about his reaction as a, as a young adult, uh, 17, uh, with COVID and, uh, being in high school and then college, you know, and, uh, just think, so it, it, you know, the, Aging and you know longevity and being healthy is uh, is a topic at, you know that we all should be concerned about and are in fact the younger generation the research is telling us is much more attuned to health and and their longevity than my generation or even the latest generation when they were and you know in their teens and twenties. You're absolutely right about. You know, because if you ever think at a, at a stage in your life when you did try something new, just how how good it felt and how, particularly if you got right into it, how it just, it, it made you feel alive. And I can remember, you know, I started playing the guitar really late. I think I was about 22. You know, most kids start, pick up a guitar in their early teens. I was about 22. But I can remember that being great. And more recently, after COVID hit, as Danielle would know, I changed to uh, narrating audiobooks and absolutely love it you know and the things I'm doing with that and there's a buzz you get from that what why has that do you think you know that attitude of oh I'm too old to try something new you know I'm 56 which isn't as far as I'm concerned old in fact I demand a recount because that can't be right um <laughs> Well, they're going to give you 2020 back because, you know, that's... <laughs> oh, okay. oh, that's good to know. <laughs> that's good to know. Yeah. But but why why do you think we ended up with this, that, that once you get to, a, you know, some people over 30 will not try some things because they think, you know, that they're, they're too old for... Where has this come from? 
I think a... I know where I think it's come from. That's generally the media. I mean, uh, just ageism. It, you know, women are not supposed to age, but then they have plastic surgery, and oh, your t plastic surgery is terrible. Did she or didn't she? You know, so we have this. I think society puts a lot of pressure on people to stay young. Um, that's my opinion. Yeah, uh, it's really an ageism that has been in the world for some time, and certainly my generation and all even as you know pre generations after mine it was not a malevolent type of thing of ageism maybe it was initially but not now but it is there and it's everywhere it's in the media it's that the expectations are low and we've already talked what happens when the expectations are low and so we rage against that uh, you know with research with data with examples uh, with humor and uh, and I think that when you learn something new and it, it, it gives you a sense, first of all, of possibility, of growth, of purpose, of meaning. And, uh, and you know, the other thing that we're learning, and I don't know how many shows, it it's, seems to come up in almost in every episode about being mindful, you know, right. being in the moment, yeah. you know, we, you know, we're such a production oriented society, uh, you know, all the Western world. And uh, so our mind is always somewhere else doing lists or, you know, or ruminating over a failure or a success or whatever. And we're very rarely living life in this moment. And that, that is so rewarding when you can just take a few seconds. And when you're learning something new, that's where you are. I asked mm -hmm. artists, you know, what happens to time when you're painting? And I tried it myself during COVID and it's true. They said, there's no sense of time. It just goes away as with the guitar, probably. Yeah, absolutely. You, you start learning guitar and you start practicing and then you, you realize you, you've been playing for four hours and you're like, wow, you know, you, you literally forget to eat. You know, if and you, re whatever it is, you, whatever you get into, away you go. And you're happy and content and yeah. some people are joyful even. I, so, I find playing the guitar gives a similar afterwards a similar feeling to meditation and i think it's because you're concentrating on something you're focused on that one thing and you everything else is all that clutter and self-talk and everything has disappeared for the that time that you're doing true. it yeah absolutely yeah. yeah we forget to be mindful and we also stop dreaming you know kids really have it the best because they live in the moment and they're always dreaming about what's next and for some reason I don't know what age we stop daring to dream and we stop asking each other about one another's dreams. Like at what age does that happen? And it shouldn't happen. Like we should always ask um, people about what they're, what's next for them. What are they dreaming about? What do they want to be next? Right. When do we stop asking those questions? Is, is the education system got to take some of the blame here? I believe. I believe that uh, the world can be hard on dreamers uh, because, again, we're production oriented and, you know, be practical. Do, you know, don't study something you'll make money at because that's the, uh, the measure of success. Uh, all of that sort of narrative is going on. And uh, I think it beats it beats us down. I wouldn't say just the education system. I, th I think the whole environment I think it's getting better, but uh, it can be rough. It is getting better. When I when I grew up, my parents were very. I grew up in a very working class environment just outside Liverpool and uh, where I wanted to be, you know, as a kid, like that when you're a kid, there's no limit, you know, one minute you want to be an astronaut, next minute, you know, 
And I started seriously at one stage saying I'd love to be a photographer and all that. And it was pretty much knocked out of me, and I was told I was going to be an electrician. And, of course, I failed miserably at that. And, uh, and it wasn't until, and, until I left home. In fact, I didn't actually leave home. My parents emigrated to New Zealand, the other side of the world, and um, they ended up coming back to Britain and left me there. I was 21, so I always say I, I didn't leave home. I was abandoned on the other side of the world. But, but when that happened... That's when I started to learn to play the guitar and I started to do all these things that for some reason, I, it was my fault, but I felt that I was being held back because I was still in this Northern English working class environment, even though I was on the other side of the world. But that's when well, I really yeah. started to find out who I was and, and what I wanted to be. And I, I think today's parents are not, like that but parents do have a responsibility i think don't you to 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 tell kids that look just keep on dreaming and so what if you don't get there and and like that i don't know if you've seen that jim carrey thing that uh speech he gives at the university and he says you can fail at what you don't like you know so why not <laughs> fail at something you enjoy you know yeah. it's funny my dad wanted me to go to business school and become an accountant which even was progressive at that time when women were just supposed to go to college and get married after you weren't supposed to have a career you're supposed to be a homemaker so the fact that he wanted me to be an accountant and he's and i was thinking well i wanted to do theater and i wanted to write and do all those creative things and he would tell me constantly how poor i was going to be he was right I was. I spent the better part of my youth poor, but I'd rather be doing what I loved every day. And and but it eventually comes around. Yeah. Like you said, if you love it and you stick with it, and it's also what you value. I probably would be wealthier as an accountant, but I'd in, be miserable. <laughs> in their defense, the generation had gone through the depression, you know, and they saw what what could happen if you didn't have skills and uh, yeah. and what power. Is a lot of immigrants came from very poor situations. So, I mean, I get it why they did that, but uh, the the unfortunate thing was that you know they sort of uh, circled the wagons around their kids and, and with possibility. And but uh, my, was... my my issue is that like if that is the mindset, then they're going to pass that on to their kids, the ones who don't manage to break free from it. And then when they do get to be in later life, according to the research that you've talked about already, that could really affect their health you know and in fact they could they could lose years literally because they haven't got the mindset of well let's just try it you got to have passion you know you got to have uh, something that uh, you know i think it was joyce said be better to pass boldly into the other world you know in the you know with some sort of dreams and passion than to wither with age and uh boy he nailed it that's in the dubliners i think he wrote that and and uh without that we do we wither and uh, and the possibilities and the dreams that we have are very limited and it's all about endurance you know just getting through it and then if you're very religious saying okay i hope after in heaven it'll be nice you know so sacrifice earth for an afterlife i mean you know so it can get a, be a pretty dark story which we in the bright side of longevity just want to dispel <laughs> it's about having the courage to be a beginner too i think that i think that's the first step that we're talking about is being willing to be bad at something and that takes courage not everybody's got that right but 
we can create that in the right environment. And I think we're also talking about environment. Graham, your environment growing up was very different until age 22. And then you created your own environment of possibility and opportunity. And that's some of the work that we do is helping people realize the power that their environment plays on them and then help them to try to create an environment where they are more likely to make those choices and live that lifestyle that's going to result in longevity. Powerful stuff, Teresa. The Bright Side of Longevity with Dr. Roger and Friends is at number two this week, which brings us to the top of the chart. And for the third week in a row, and the Christmas number one. Grounded with Louis Theroux. Louis's latest guest is Ruby Wax, which should be interesting because Ruby has accused Louis Theroux of stealing her style of interviewing celebrities. That's it for episode 35 of the Pod 20. Thanks to this week's pod stars, Dylan Pugh, Andy Smith, Gabby Roslin, Dr. Roger Landry, Danielle Pai, Teresa Beshwaite, and if you'd like to watch extended video chats with my guests, check them out on YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Next week, it's a special New Year's Day show. I'll count down the top 20 Pod 20 guests from 2020. Who will be at number one? Barry from EastEnders, Alan Alder, Gabby Roslin, Mike Parry, Connie Hook, Dom Jolly. Dom, your phone's ringing. Hello? Oh, no, I'm on with Graham Mack. Podcast radio. No ideas, rubbish. Faith in the news media has been challenged, making it even harder to get stories told. The Friday Reporter podcast was created to help audiences better understand the media by hosting journalists who will answer the questions to which we need answers. Join me every Friday to hear more.